0: Welcome to the Digital Bosses Podcast with Joseph and
1: Claire. Our definition of being your own boss means showing up for yourself so you can show up for everyone and everything personally and professionally.
0: So congratulations on showing up, boss. We created the Digital Bosses Podcast to give you simple, actionable, step-by-step strategies to help you start, grow, and build a purposeful online business. If
1: you are a business owner, creator, looking to build an impactful brand that makes a difference, you are in the right place. So let's dive in. This is your co host, Claire. I hope you're doing fabulous as usual. And today it's another special episode. So I'm going to pass Joseph and just ask him, and are you excited about the topic we're diving in today?
0: Thank you, Claire. I'm very excited because I believe this episode will be an Eureka moment for a lot of people that are jiggling between corporate job and side hustle. How do you turn that into your main? revenue stream? How do you get about balance between side hustle, multiple jobs, etc.? I think the key word for this episode is clarity. And Alexis will provide that with her experience. And it's really interesting how we met Alexis, because we met, I, I know you, Claire, met Alexis through a networking group. And then I got the pleasure to meet her too. And I thought she would be a perfect guest because she has such a strong and relevant experience about corporate, but she's part of those people that was transitioning during COVID and going from one corporate job to then going fully solo. And I would love you, Alexis. First of all, hi, how are you? And how did you get to where you are today? I would love you to share that because I love your story.
2: Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you both for having me and thank you to all of the listeners that are taking the time for this episode. Yeah. So my name is Alexis. I'll tell you a little bit about my background, how I got to this entrepreneurial space, but to start, I did like most of the listeners, probably and a lot of entrepreneurs as well, start in corporate. I worked at Deloitte doing financial consulting for a few years. It was at the time, probably my dream job. I was getting to travel very often working with large multinational companies that most of us encounter work with every day. So that was kind of a dream post-college. And I thought that I'd hit that. During COVID, things definitely changed. A lot of us probably recognize that the people that were working uh, in their corporate jobs still, the the burnout was definitely just way too intense for me. I think anyone who's in the consulting world, you know, it's not a normal nine to five. It's usually like an eight till whenever kind of job. So it was a little bit difficult, obviously, to dabble in something on the side, which was something I was always interested in. So even since starting at Deloitte, I'd always been interested in the entrepreneurial space, just learning new things, reading about things
1: and just micro trying things on the side. I love that. And I have to say, obviously, I'm a little bit older than you guys, the burnout thing. I mean, I really have to say I learned about what is really burnout in the last recent years. Also, of course, you know, the life balance and the mental health. I remember back to the day, you just always had the mentalities like you got to keep going. doesn't matter (laughs) physically and mentally. You feel like you're really drained, but no one actually taught me what is burnout. You feel stressed and then you're unable to perform well. But the fact is. You just like oh, this is really normal. No one actually talk about it, especially in the corporate level. And I also came from corporate, so I know how that felt when you are actually working for long hours and you started to feel like unsatisfied, and you just want to get out. And that actually led me to the next question because you thought that doing consulting and that was one of your biggest passions, and. How did you choose what type of business you wanted coming from corporate and what really made you shift? Like, oh, my God, this is a, This is not what I want anymore. This is no longer what I thought I wanted to do for my rest of my life. So tell us yeah. that with your experience, because I think a lot of re- like people can resonate. Absolutely.
2: I definitely remember that breaking point moment clearly i think most people can relate to the overworking and honestly i think most of us are pretty hard workers so i think a lot of us don't mind working hard if it's towards something that we feel personally fulfilled by or we feel is fulfilling a mission of ours or a purpose in our lives i think that was the moment when i realized that i had to get out of corporate was i was giving so many hours and so much of my energy and frustration to a job that I wasn't feeling was really giving back enough. I was working with a lot of banks and financial institutions and not that they're not important, but that's just not what I wanted to spend all of my, my time on. So um, I think for me doing something that was personally fulfilling was really important. When I left Deloitte, I did. I I had mentioned I dabbled in a few things. I tried maybe some client-facing company ideas and things like that. I chose e-commerce for probably two reasons. (laughs) By the time I was burnt out from my corporate job, I wanted a fully remote company that I could take on the road and do from wherever. I didn't want to be restricted anymore. So that was one thing. And the other thing I really wanted to do was honestly work alone. So at the time, I really went from high client facing interactions, lots of bosses, lots of people, and was so excited to just build a business by myself. Lots of pros and cons (laughs) with that experience as well. But that was the anticipation of leaving my job at first.
0: I love this, Alexis, and I love how you explain it. And also, it's really interesting how we kind of brought up the topic of burnout. At the time of this recording, we are on the Mental Health Awareness Month. And I think it's really important to make sure people know what burnout feels like and what it is. So I'm going to start with that before I dive into the next question. So when you are burnout, there is that feeling of constant tiredness and this sensation of feeling completely drained there's a part of you that feels like you want to keep pushing there is a part of you that cannot function quite right so if you're listening to this and you're having this moment where there is a lack of concentration a lack of focus there is a lack of energy all these feelings are part of the burnout and I want to ask you guys if you have experienced that and what was your experience with burnout individually before we dive into The next question, I want to know individually, how did you manage to find out that you were Brunel and how did it feel like for you?
2: Although it's a little bit sad, I think during the hardest part of my job, I I was working, Claire, we talked about this. I was working remotely from Puerto Rico, which was, again, a dream of mine. Travel always Mm -hmm. has been. But I remember waking up from my corporate job and having my laptop be like right next to a window with a gorgeous view and just wanting to kind of just cry and just didn't want to do it. I was so upset. I just remember waking up and dreading pretty much my whole to-do list, just wishing that I could just put my laptop away and pretend to be someone else for a day or two. I think that's kind of when I realized that it it was kind of beyond, beyond repair for me, at least.
1: I could really resonate what you are saying. But I remember 2019 is probably one of my... Breakdown moments, and uh, I honestly also didn't know I had the burnout. I have like anxieties, and then but my goal was always really try to ladder up in the corporates, you know. And at the time, I was also working for a global footwear company doing production and design, and I thought, hey, this is great. But I mean, obvious prior that I also got laid off for another job, so I I realized, okay, I gotta find another job, even though like the entrepreneurship is in there, but. Reality just like okay, I have to find another job. I need to work really hard again. So it started from beginning, and then really just like learned everything. And I remember I was like sitting in front of my desk, two laptops, and then another laptop, and I just felt like that's not what I want to do. I didn't feel satisfy and I thought okay something's wrong but maybe it's normal you know and then you really just you have a lot of things in your head that just keep talking to you you have a lot of negative thoughts and you wonder like how could you get yourself out there but maybe it's not normal because everyone seems normal around you they all look great they look beautiful and I was really struggling I had some meetings with my uh, former boss and then I just wasn't able to perform so well. I made some mistakes and almost one time, almost going to screw up the whole collection because I was, um, I entered the wrong data and literally, it could have caused like the whole shipment, you know, like delayed. And obviously, I felt really bad. I remember... I couldn't really talk to my colleagues. I always feel like I don't belong there. And I remember I couldn't also eat during my lunch. And I mm. would go to the washroom. I started to cry, and then I just I like, I just lost all my appetite. And that.
0: Did you feel like you couldn't really talk to your colleagues because as soon as you had a weakness moment, they would go back to your boss? And tell I them? did at that
1: moment. And also, I feel like I didn't want to show yeah. that I'm weak. Right. Because I feel like I I don't and I started to become very personal, like things people say. And I I usually don't take it personal because I like to keep everything professional. But at that point, I just now I, I think about it. I wasn't feel so comfortable with my own skin, the work I was doing. I didn't feel like whatever hours I put in there I also wasn't appreciative of what I did and then so that was just a- accumulating a lot of stress and then on top I was spending a lot of time alone by myself due to my partner I was always traveling a lot and so my work was my only thing that I can rely on so I spent 10 to 12 hours working in the office and then to one point I even remember That when I left the office, sometime, you know, going home, I feel like, oh, my God, driving on the road. And I always have that negative thought, what, something happens, you know, and then I went Mm. to sleep. And the next day, I just, I I would not want to wake up. I I have nightmare. I couldn't sleep. And it, it was on and on and on. So. Talking about burnout, I, I really wish I knew this. I wish I was smarter, I was much more intelligent, and I, I would actually spend more time doing research. But it was really during COVID, again, when I relocated to another city, to Toronto, where I'm based now. And I realized, oh my God, I have you know burnout signs symptoms. I have anxieties. And it really took me a long time to really realize what went wrong with me. And the whole time I thought I was wrong because I thought, what if I was driving on the street sure. and then someone's going to hit me behind the car? And you really literally have a loss of self doubts in your head. And you just didn't feel like comfortable to talk to everybody and express everyone because people look so fine. And that is one of the biggest struggles when you face burnout and anxiety. So that is my experience from the past. Hey, it's Claire here. How's going? Are you enjoying the episode today? And what is your biggest takeaway? If you like what you're listening, and make sure that you go over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. We value your feedback and let us know how we can improve. And now, back to the show.
0: I love that you shared that. Thank you for being so transparent, both of you. I do think, listening to you, what is coming up for me is narrative. We get educated to to fit in a specific narrative, but when you grow up, you realize that you are living the narrative of the book that is not yours, and you need to be a character in your own book. I think that's the best analogy I can come up with. But, you know, when I had burnout back in 2020 it was because I was in the middle of my move to the United States, which didn't happen due to COVID. So my life was on pause. So I decided to take that leap and expand my business and set an agency. However, as much as that was a very good idea, it wasn't just the right time mentally for me to do it. And I didn't realize that until it caught up with me I and mean, in August, I had a mental breakdown because my life was in such a big shift. There was so much uncertainty due to the pandemic, due to the fact that I was going to move, but then I didn't. There was a lot of things happening. And I remember... The biggest shift I had was when I started to do therapy because my therapist told me to do video journaling. And this is something I shared before on social media. It's about filming yourself daily and use the video as your best friend and talk about how you feel. And I did it for a while. And I took a break from social media for three months during 2020. And I thought, you know what, I want to go back and I want to do something different. And I did shift from social media to video marketing, because I realized that video really helped one of the most challenging parts of my life. And I thought if this method can help somebody else out there, my mission is accomplished. And this is where I realized that one of my biggest value in business was impact. Doesn't matter if it was personal impact, life impact, or business-related impact. And, you know, this is leading me to a question that I have for Alexis. When it comes to Pivoting. There was a lot of pivoting in your career, Alexis. You went from corporate and that you said that you had a lot of different micro experience and micro project you will deal with. So when you started to work for yourself and go into the e-commerce world, how did you decide what was going to be your next business? How did you choose where to invest and focus your energy towards?
2: Absolutely. So... When I did quit my job, I was working on an e-commerce dropshipping website that I had started while I was at corporate, which is something great, I think, for like an introduction to business. And as a solopreneur, I would say that's a business model that a lot of people do themselves. I I think even that in itself created you know, some issues of potentially burnout there, I would say. But doing that taught me a lot about the skills that I needed to work on The Muse, which is what I'm running right now. So a couple months into running the Dropshipping business, I was starting to see some traction, but again, not feeling personally fulfilled by it. It wasn't a website I thought was really benefiting people as much as I wanted it to. It wasn't like specified around a certain mission that I felt drawn to, anything like that. So I, I wanted to pivot. I'd already been supporting women in business. So I wanted to continue that. I found that there wasn't an easy shoppable marketplace for shopping products by female founders. So I decided to create one. That That is the Muse. So it's an online marketplace where you can shop products, accessories, clothing, home goods, gifts, all by female founders. So support uh, small businesses that the money is going to an actual good, maybe a little less money in Jeff Bezos's pocket. So just uh, all good things with that. But that's a little bit about my journey and how I've kind of taken those pivots just to make them more, more specific to me more. And I do think the reason that that is so important to me is because in those moments, and I think everyone will experience burnout, even if you have all these tactics and things, things will come up and um, your plate will be full. And so if you don't have these like bigger wise, it's a little bit harder to get through those harder days. So I know that sometimes I might not want to do something. I might be tired, but I can attach myself to that larger goal of wanting to support women in business and small businesses and get through it and do it anyway. So yeah, that's how I do it. I agree. And I
0: think, you know, when it comes to burnout, burnout is a stage, it's not a lifestyle. So I believe there is a big shift there. And once you identify that you might be going through that, or you might be feeling some signal that burnout is around the corner for you. That's where you can actually take action and slow down and re-prioritize what you have to do and so on.
2: Definitely. Listen to yourself before you get to maybe, yeah, like the warning signs are awesome to listen to before you get to the actual state where there's, because yeah. I, I definitely felt that I was at a point where it was kind of beyond being able to work with my corporate job or make it work for me anymore. And I wouldn't recommend people quit their job out of that kind of state, <laughs>
1: I love it and I think it's so important for what I've been listening from you both and it's really so important to check in yourself like every now and then because sometimes we just started to feel very fatigued at what we're doing but the thing is if you have that mission and that purpose which I love your mission behind the brand that you started to do is to really help female founders that take their products and then take it to the next level. And that is something that really aligns. And my next question for you is, what is your focus right now in business? And how are you helping business owners in this stage? Right now, I am...
2: Even still, some of my practices are transitioning from more of this solopreneur lifestyle that I used to build or work with to running a small team. So right now, that is my biggest focus is building a small team, making sure that the processes that I'm coming up with are scalable. So rather than needing to have me involved constantly, figuring out which things can be outsourced and need to be outsourced so that I can focus on things that I can't replace that I need to do myself. So I do think right now that that is my biggest focus. And that was probably the biggest transitional piece between working with just by yourself to working with the team is letting those pieces go, let letting some other people take the reins on some things and knowing which parts you really need to need to be yours, you need to own. Yeah, so that's that's a little about where, where we are with the news.
0: That's brilliant. I think anyone listening to this episode can relate to so many aspects to it. We talked about burnout, we talked about... How do you shift business, corporate to side hustle that you want to turn into a real business for you and make your main revenue stream? So I have a question for you, Alexis. What is that one advice you will give to anyone that is jiggling corporate America and corporate England, whatever they might be, and If they're looking and they have a side asset that they want to transform into their main revenue stream, what would be for you a tip that you can give to them? And where can people find you if they want to carry on this conversation with you?
2: So anyone who is still working their corporate job and is dabbling in something on the side or would like to, my biggest advice is don't do what I did and try to be superwoman and do everything. You it won't be possible. You will have to master your schedule and get very specific. Um, Corporate, obviously, takes up a lot of our time. So with the hours that you do have, we have to make them impactful. So I think for that reason, although it might be kind of an oxymoron to recommend to a solopreneur to have a team, I do think trying to transition that mentality or practice, becoming more of a boss on the side of your corporate job is a really important aspect. Um, That's what you will hopefully be doing when you leave your corporate job, but also that is how things will get done while you're still working
0: on your in your corporate job. I agree with you, and I think you know if I have to think about my journey, I wish I started my business earlier, and I wish I outsourced more at the beginning because that hugely made an impact on the way I started after. Because I started my business going from consulting to uh, agency, and what I wish I did in the past, and this is an inspiration for anyone listening if you are in a corporate job and you still want to jiggle your side hustle turn that side hustle into something that you can manage with a team so you're just leading the team and you can focus on other things that will help you with burnout and it might be an investment to begin with but it will be an impact to lead towards so i think that's the biggest takeaway here thank you alexis for sharing course.
2: And if anyone wants to get in touch, our website and our Instagram. So our website is www.shopthemuse.co and our Instagram is the same handle. So shopthemuse.co. Feel free to send us any messages. If you want to talk to me, I'll respond to them directly. So looking forward to it.
0: All right, that is it for the day. Now that was a jam-packed episode full of value just for you. But let me tell you a secret: the best conversations actually happen after the show. Over at the Digital Bosses page on Instagram, you're more than welcome to join the tribe. There, we have incredible conversations, and it's full of action-taker business owners just like you. So we cannot wait to see you there. Plus, if you are looking to support us and you would like to let us know what are your thoughts about today's show, Take a screenshot of the episode, tag us on your Instagram story and let us know your feedback. We share each and every one of our listeners and we cannot wait to share yours too. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you with Claire same time, same place next week.